When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2739, Four Thoughtful Questions to Ask When Decluttering, by Jennifer of simplyfiercely.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Monday, welcome to the old podcast, the OLD podcast, Optimal Living Daily, where I read to you like a big ongoing audiobook from many different authors. And we're gonna get right to it today as we optimize your life. Four Thoughtful Questions to Ask When Decluttering by Jennifer of simplyfiercely.com. Marie Kondo famously inspired a worldwide movement with the question, does this spark joy? But it's not always that simple. Decluttering is personal, and sometimes you have to approach clutter from multiple angles before you find the perspective you need. With that in mind, here's a list of decluttering questions I used on my own journey from shopaholic to minimalist. Store them in your decluttering toolkit and pull them out next time you're struggling with stubborn clutter. Four questions that will help you declutter your home and life. Question number one, how does this add value to my life? When decluttering, I like to begin by thinking about my goals. What will this space look like when I'm finished decluttering? What will I be doing in this space? And perhaps most importantly, how do I want to feel when I'm there? I keep this vision in mind while working and use it to guide my decluttering decisions. If I get stuck, I like to ask myself, how does this item add value to my life? Does it support my vision or is it detracting from it? This mindset helps me stay focused on the big picture, which is essential while decluttering. Trust me, I know how easy it is to get lost obsessing over tiny details like how many coffee mugs to keep, but at the end of the day, what really matters? Thinking about my values and vision for my home and life is a reminder that my stuff is here to serve me, not the other way around. The things I own need to earn their place or they need to go. Remember, things don't have to be fun to add value to your life. After all, going to the dentist doesn't exactly bring me joy, but it does serve a clear purpose. Just make sure that value isn't overinflated. Sometimes we keep things just in case for situations that may never happen. 
Question number two, what's the trade-off and is it worth it? When I was in university, my economics professor told me that everything in life comes with trade-offs. And I think about this often, especially in relation to decluttering and minimalism. Whether conscious or not, we trade time, money, and energy for the things we own. It starts with the initial cost of purchasing an item, but it doesn't end there. There are also ongoing costs such as maintenance or storage, environmental costs, social costs, and even your mental health. Research has shown that clutter can have biological and neurological effects, triggering stress, anxiety, and more. In addition, there are opportunity costs. Every dollar or hour you spend on stuff is money or time that you could have spent on something else. This begs the question, is it worth it? It's not always black and white. The decision to declutter is rarely about right and wrong. Instead, it's simply two different options with two different outcomes. You might need that sweater one day, or you might not. You can't tell the future, but you can acknowledge the trade-offs and make better informed decisions about clutter. When all the costs are clearly laid out, it becomes easier to see when it's time to let go. And as an added bonus, if you create the habit of reviewing the trade-offs before you buy something new, you can cut back on mindless shopping and reduce your costs even further. Question number three, how much do I need to be happy? For many people, the greatest challenge to minimalist living is knowing how much is enough. What do you really need to be happy? If you can't confidently answer this question, you'll spend your entire life chasing an elusive idea of more, never feeling happy with what you already have. This applies to most things in life, from our careers to our closets. Collectively, we're taught that we need to be working towards something, but to what extent? Without a clear definition of how much is enough, we're never satisfied. After all, you can't win the race if there's no finish line. The good news is you can transform your life breaking free from feelings of never enough and I can't keep up by simply setting boundaries. Sit down and make intentional decisions. How many winter coats do you really need? Or what about dinner sets or spare towels? You could take this even further by thinking about things like what it means to be successful, but that's a discussion for another day. For now, just focus on your decluttering and make things easier by setting rules for yourself. It might sound restrictive at first, but in reality, it's actually very liberating. Instead of going through the exhausting process of deciding what to get rid of, you're making the much easier decision of what to keep. And question number four, why am I struggling to let go? Finally, my top tip for anyone struggling to declutter is to take a break for self-reflection. Cozy up with your favorite beverage, get out a pen and paper, and start the hard work of exploring your feelings. I know this isn't traditional decluttering advice, but in my experience, the clutter in our homes often mirrors the clutter in our minds. An old dress, for example, can be so much more than just an old dress. If you feel stuck, ask yourself questions like, how did you feel when you would wear that dress? What did you believe about yourself? What were your hopes and dreams at the time? The things we own are often a reflection of what we believe about ourselves, which complicates things. We develop what seems like irrational attachments to physical possessions because they represent something bigger in our minds. In this situation, you might find that you need to let go of old thoughts and beliefs before you can declutter your home and life. It's not easy to do, but at the same time, it's a wonderful opportunity to reconnect with your true self.
You just listened to the post titled Four Thoughtful Questions to Ask When Decluttering by Jennifer of simplyfiercely.com. Thank you to Jennifer. I like that last tip because like she said, it's not typical or traditional decluttering advice, which is good, I think, because it's another opportunity to try asking ourselves something that we probably haven't asked ourselves before. And that might be just what we need to let go of something extra sticky like sentimental items. And by the way, that last tip was to self-reflect and when you get stuck decluttering, ask yourself why you're struggling to let something go. Is it a feeling you're trying to remember from the past so it's sentimental? Are you worried that you'll have to buy it again if you get rid of it so you're thinking about keeping it just in case? Does it remind you of something that you don't wanna forget? I'm sure that can be super helpful to get to the bottom of it and then a better decision could be made after either keeping the item, giving it to someone else who would get more use out of it, or taking a picture of it, it might get a bit easier with a little self-reflection. So something to try out. Thanks again to Jennifer for the Minimalist Monday post. Thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day and start to your week. And thank you for listening every day and optimizing your life with me. It means a lot. And I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.